Welcome to Leatherbread, the podcast for fantasy football. Now, introducing your host, Hunter Slapdog Amaruso, and Matthew Scotty Hopemeyer. Welcome to Leather Brains. As always, I am your host, Slapdog, and I am joined here today by my very good friend, Scotty. Scotty, is your voice warmed up? I know that typically uh, today would be Yeti's day. Unfortunately, Yeti's not with us because his voice is not warm. Is your voice warmed up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got an opportunity to get called off the bench here, which everyone knows is the prime time to shine. So I'm ready to fucking rock and roll. Hell yeah. I love to hear it. Uh, If this is your first time listening to Leather Brains, welcome aboard. We are your one-stop shop for fantasy football and NFL. Today, we are going to be going over the news with a Z. We are going to be going over our top... We're we're first going to visit the, the... 2021 season finish wide receivers and where they finished at and then we are going to go over our um our mid middle of the off season ranking of where we think that they're going to finish at and then we're going to answer some brainiac questions so without further ado let's get down to business let's get down let's get down to business it is time for the unsolicited news with a z like everything in this podcast (laughs) Right, first things first, good news for wide receiver Jerry Judy, who uh, a lot of people were worried about because he had some uh, legal trouble, but it seems that uh, that legal trouble has uh, gone by the wayside as uh, the charges made against him have been dropped. Um, and so it seems like Jerry Judy, uh, barring any additional NFL uh, consequences, uh, is going to be back on the field. And I, I get the vibe from this one that uh, he's probably in the clear. I would agree. I, uh, you know, it as far as um, media attention, it, I mean, it was talked about, but it wasn't like they didn't run his name through the mud. There wasn't a lot of slander. Um, I'm glad to see that the misdemeanor charges have been dropped as a Jerry Judy owner um, in fantasy football. But I, I also, I'm excited for that offense. I'm excited for what Russell Wilson's going to do with the Broncos, and and Jerry Judy plays a large part in that. So. Uh, I don't think that he's going to face any charges, and um, which, for personal reasons, I'm 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 glad. Yeah, it's pretty selfish of you because you have no Very. idea he could be totally guilty. And if he is, I do hope that he gets found guilty and charged. If he did the alleged crime, but if not, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that I hope he find. I hope he doesn't get NFL punishment unless he deserves you it. You should be a lawyer. You got all the lingo down, Pat. Thank you. It's pretty good. Lawyered. <laughs> all right. Next up, Tennessee Titans wide receiver Traylon Burks has had a weight issue before the 2022 NFL draft and, quote, labored to get through some of his private workouts, which, of course, was a red flag for teams, according to Albert Breer of MMQB. So is Traylon Burks kind of a fatty? Um, here's my thing. Traylon, I know that you are an avid listener of ours. I also have a weight issue. I understand. I love to eat. Boy loves to eat. Um, I'm not really concerned about it, to be honest with you. I think that while it's, it, it, I I look at this more humorously than anything else, as far as he's struggling to get through some of his workouts, dude, you're playing at the pro level. Just your body is your prime moneymaker. 
your health is is should be of your number one importance. Cut a couple pounds down, man. Just get it done. I, I cannot believe because it, it's not like they just you know, pulled him out of his bedroom to go run routes. Like he <laughs> it's he just finished a Division One football season. Like what the fuck? What, what has he been doing yeah. for the last three months to not be able to to Eating run a fucking workout? Twinkies, man? Stop. That's crazy. Like I mean, you put me in an NFL workout and I would literally die. But it's his job <laughs> to be in shape, not like, mine. Exactly. So, yeah. Our job right, is next to make up. sure that we're oh. eating and we're um, well fed, so our minds are going to provide for the brainiacs. Yeah, which is why I live almost entirely on a diet of McChickens, and uh, so far it has uh, <laughs> not done me wrong. Although I will say, side note. Uh, I got really drunk this weekend because yeah. I had a lot of family in town. I think we mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I went to go get some hangover food from McDonald's. Now, I have been pretty good about my diet. I have not eaten McDonald's in a very long time. I didn't realize how ridiculously expensive McDonald's is now. My wife and I went there. I got a couple McChickens. She wanted some chicken nuggets. So I got some French fries and all that. It cost $18 for those two items, Dude. which is absolutely fucking crazy. Because I think like two years ago, it would have cost like chickens $11 were a dollar. Well, there's a chicken shortage. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. But I didn't realize that McDonald's actually uses chicken. I thought they just called it chicken and it was just mystery meat. I was assuming that as well. So I don't know if that actually plays a part or if it's just inflation. Um, That's allegedly because I don't want to get sued by McDonald's. Yeah, that's the last thing we were looking for is, um, yeah, slander or copyright infringements. We don't really deal with that here at all whatsoever. So. Mm. Yes. Lawyer. I don't know if it's <laughs> bird law. <laughs> All right. Next up is uh, Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray was officially in attendance for organized team activities on Wednesday and was throwing passes during his first session. So congratulations, Hunter. Your quarterback stopped being a little bitch and he showed up to do his job. Mr. Murray, appreciate you. Thank you. I, I'm very happy to know that you are showing up and actually doing what the fuck you need to be doing for the Arizona Cardinals. So thank you. Appreciate it. We're doing a lot of cursing so far. Like it makes it seem like we had like an off screen meeting about how we need to be cursing more often. Yeah, like and we it's, just... it's going successfully. I like it. <laughs> now, people right. are, now people are going to be wondering, did they, in, did they really have a conversation like before this started about mm. they wanted to curse? If they're true brainiacs, they'll understand. Amen. Uh, Last thing here (laughs) on the list. The Cleveland Browns are reportedly not interested in Will Fuller. Um, This doesn't really come as a surprise to uh, football fans, but there are a lot of people who are real hopeful in the idea of a reuniting of some former Texans on that team. Look, as somebody who used to follow the Texans, I love when all of them reunite with a new team. It's already happened once with the Cardinals. We got DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt uh, went to the Cardinals, and I I was kind of hoping. I was kind of hoping that Will Fuller would show up to the Browns organization with Deshaun Watson, and I'm like, man, all the the band's getting back together with all these other teams. So I'm um, not necessarily surprised, to be honest with you. Will Fuller uh, has not been healthy, um, and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, so I'm, I'm not surprised. And I, I apologize. Um, Yeti is actually, he, he's like we said, he's not here today. Typically, he's on our Thursday shows. Um, he is not here. Uh, he's having, he's sick, but he, uh, he's jumping in on our itinerary and he, uh, he wanted to let you brainiacs know, um, heart sign and have fun. So, uh, <laughs> just wanted to share that Yeti. We hope you get feeling better and we can get you here next week. So it's funny because 
Well, I guess he can see that we're clicking around, but it's not like this is a live show. So he just like assumes that we're recording right now. And he's right. He's correct about it. And it's going to make it into the show. Love yeah, Yeti caught, caught the Rona. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, uh, is it a, uh, what's it called when you give away medical information publicly? A violation Hard. of the Hippocratic Oath. But yes. I didn't take that oath. So I think I can say as much as I want. Well, Lawyer, it, it, may, it may fall under slander. Um, no, it's true, though, I think. He told me. <laughs> he didn't tell me he had COVID. And he didn't tell yeah, all of our brainiacs. No, no, no. He did say he had COVID in our group text. You must have just oh. not been paying attention. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah, he Eddie. did say he had COVID. But, and yeah, so now everyone knows. So stay away from him if you're around him because that's really dangerous. Well, we didn't want him getting uh, on the mics either and spreading those those vid mm. um, those vid germs through your speakers. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, the thing is, is like if you are got COVID, you know, you want to make sure you wear a mask while you're driving by yourself in your car. Mm-hmm. You also do not want to record your voice because no. it will spread. Dangerous. Through the sound waves. Yeah. In fact, that's what Fauci told me. Oh. Personally. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very important. Well, but, yeah, yeah, he's got COVID. He's lost his voice, so he'll be back. Uh, but actually, for now, um, I'd like to take credit for all the opinions I'll be giving during the, the meat of this episode, but they're all literally written down word for word from Yeti, and I will just be reading them to you. But I'll do so convincingly, so it'll still be great. Good. I look I look forward to this um, the spar session as we move on to the wide receiver rankings and where the top 10 wide receivers finish for the 2021 season. I suppose we should probably start from the top here. Um, that would be, I, I think everybody know who's the, who the number one wide receiver is. So let's start from the top. Let's make it a little bit more interesting. So, Do you mean from the bottom? Yes, I do mean from the bottom. I, I meant from the top of the 10. And I'm, I appreciate you understanding my, because my, I didn't, I didn't um, my verbiage wasn't correct. So thank you for yeah. calling me well, out. I'm producer extraordinaire, so I know what you say even before you say it. You're doing a hell of a job, and I appreciate Thank that. Thank you. All right. Uh, wide receiver, number 10, sharing the same name as me. I don't understand how, but much more athletic than I am, Hunter Renfro finished at number 10. Wide receiver for the Raiders. Do you have any any information? I don't know what Yeti did. Usually Yeti and I riff back and forth on this, so I don't know what you do and do not have as an arsenal. We can. I can give my thoughts and move on. If yeah. you have thoughts, you you let me know. Yeti did equip me with an arsenal, so I will uh, lay that out for you right now. So Hunter Renfro played all 17 games. He finished with 259.1 PPR points. His numbers were crazy, largely because all the guys around him, the entire Raiders team, either went to prison or got injured. <laughs> um, so obviously uh, Ruggs got arrested after week seven and uh, Waller missed six games between week seven and week 18. So Renfro went on to become the red zone target catching go-to guy with seven touchdowns during his 11 week stretch, finishing at wide receiver eight. Uh, I'm guessing during that stretch. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Redfro is a good wide receiver. And when I say I, I mean Yeti. Uh, he thinks he's good. I think he's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> is it the name? No, I was just kidding. I think he's pretty cool. But uh, Yeti does not believe he will end up in the top 10 this season. 
I agree with that. I, I don't have uh, Hunter Renfro in my top 10 this year. I think him breaking the top 10 was situational based upon the things that you had just stated. Um, Henry Ruggs was a really unfortunate circumstance, not just for fantasy football, but for um, the lives and everyone involved in that that in general. So, um, But once Ruggs left, it, it became Waller and Renfro were the two main guys, and then Waller got hurt, and that left Renfro. He was the last man standing. It was him and Brian Edwards. So... Renfro ate, and he ate well. And, and there, there is one moment in particular that will stand out in my mind for the rest of history as far as Hunter Renfro. There is a route that he ran, and I don't. I think it was against the Chiefs, but I don't remember what team it was against. But I remember it was on the goal line, and this dude cut so hard that his like kneecaps were almost touching the ground, and and he made the catch for the touch. It was crazy, and I, I just that sticks out in my mind. He's he's he is a good wide receiver, but. Um, with the addition of Devontae Adams uh, there, um, I just don't see him cracking the top ten this year. So, yeah, and with uh, you know, hopefully Darren Waller is chilling out, staying healthy. Too. Yes, so and that is there are a lot of options in that offense. It's going to be a really good offense, but you can't expect Hunter Hunter Renfro to perform as well as he did last I, year. Yes, I agree with that. And he was one of those guys that was actually he was on the waiver wire for a large majority of teams or um, fantasy football players for a good portion of the year, and then. Once Ruggs left and Waller went out, he started a spike. And, I mean, he finished in the top 10, and that is why. is because he uh, he saw quite a, an improvement um, due to the lack of his supporting cast. So, moving on to wide receiver number nine, Mr. Michael Evans. Wide receiver Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Will he do it again this year? What do you think? Well, I'll let you know what Yeti thinks. Uh, Mike Evans, he played 16 games, but he was hampered with that hamstring injury toward the end. Uh, finished with 262.5 points. Uh, he's going to be the obvious wide receiver one on this team while Chris Godwin recovers from his surgery and mm -hmm. Gronk's status is unknown. And, of course, AB is gone. Good riddance. Uh, those are my words. I'm editorializing. <laughs> uh, those two combined for 151 open targets. Russell Gage will get his... But Evans uh, should be on, uh, or should, oh, he, he has a typo here. Hold on, let me, let me oh, dissect no. this. Oh, no. Um, okay, I think he is going, he's trying to say that Evans will have 114 targets from this year. Uh, and Evans is Tom Brady's favorite, favorite spelled wrong, Yeti, damn it. Gosh. <laughs> uh, Evans is Tom Brady's favorite weapon in uh, the red zone, as Evans has 27 touchdowns with TB12 in the last two seasons. Um, so all of that clunky nonsense is to say um, he's going to be good. He does not specifically tell me if he'll be in his top 10, but conveniently enough, I have his top 10 here, and I will check <laughs> and see. Don't tell me where if he does. Just tell me if it's I, on. I won't. Um, it uh, <laughs> it uh, does look like he is on the top 10. He did make right. the list. All right. I also have Mike Evans on my top 10 list. I, I agree with everything that Yeti has stated here uh, with the voice of Scotty. Um, with with Chris Godwin being gone, it's very evident that somebody's going to have to catch that ball there. And if Mike Evans can stay healthy, I, I have him in my top 10 list. They went and added Russell Gage, um, which I do think is going to take some of the target share. Um, but... With Chris Godwin not being there, it's it's going to be Gage and Godwin for a large majority of at least the first six weeks. So um, Mike Evans makes a pretty good argument to, to crack the top ten, especially with uh, with Tom Brady coming back there. So I uh, I he's on my top ten. Moving on, wide receiver number eight, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver for the Steelers. Yeti, what do you have to say? 
Well, here's the thing, Hunter. I'm not very good at impressions, but um, anyway, Deontay Johnson. So he missed one game with a knee sprain. He finished with 274.4 points, and he tied for second most targets last year at 169, and that was with uh, Big Ben being as terrible as he was. Um, so he's easily the best wide receiver on the Steelers' offense, but Yeti has concerns about that quarterback situation. And on top of that, they drafted two wide receivers that they may look to use more often. So uh, Yeti puts him in the top 15, but not the top 10. I would agree. I have him right around. He's in my honorable mentions list. Um, he is not somebody that I have uh, in my top 10. And for those reasons right there, you know, do I think Deontay Johnson is an elite wide receiver? Absolutely. But as we have stated so many times on this show, you have to be cognizant of the quarterback situation there and who is feeding them the ball. And, I'm still, like I said, I, he's he's a top 15 for me. I just don't see him cracking that top 10 with the, the current quarterback play, whether it be Kenny Pickett. I don't see Mason Rudolph realistically being the starter there, so it's going to be a battle between Trubisky or Pickett. Um, and there is an argument to be made about Trubisky, right? Pickett's an unknown. He's a rookie. Um, Trubisky supported an elite wide receiver in Allen Robinson a couple years ago. Um so there, there is an argument to be made there, and that's why I do think that he can crack the, the top 15. Sure, I agree with you, Yeti, but uh, I, I just I, I don't see him making the top 10, unfortunately. So moving on to wide receiver number seven. Scotty, your wide receiver last year, you loved him. He's ruggedly handsome. He catches the ball. Stephon Diggs with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, yeah, I love Stephon Diggs. He uh, is not only super fun to watch, but he was a uh, an incredibly reliable fantasy option. So I'm all on board with Stefan Diggs and it appears Yeti is as well as he does appear in his top 10. Uh, so Stefan Diggs played all 17 games. He scored 285.5 points in PPR, which is the fifth or with the fifth most targets with 165 last season, uh, last season. And, uh, that adds up to 27.1% of the target share in this That's team, which is huge, target which is a share. lot. That is a um, lot. So you have to expect Diggs to continue eating on an explosive offense, um, especially with the departures of Beasley, who had 112 targets, and Sanders, who had 72 targets. So Diggs will lead all wide receivers, uh, or he led all wide receivers, I'm sorry, with 23 end zone targets as well, and proves to be one of Josh Allen's favorite targets. So yes, he does crack the top 10 next year. I also have him cracking my top 10 this upcoming year. I... The Bills are interesting to me, and they're really interesting to me due to Gabriel Davis. Um, they they had Emmanuel Sanders there last year, um, and he kind of got phased out due to injury. And then Gabriel Davis kind of – he exploded at the end of the year. He had um, one game it was 201 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, he's he is a, he's a, he was a monster that game, and – so I, I, I'm just curious to know, I do, Stefan Diggs is very clearly the wide receiver one in that offense. I still have him in my top 10, but I'm interested, I'm more interested in how Gabriel Davis is going to do this year. Um, and that has nothing to do with the top 10s. I just wanted to state that uh, because they didn't really get a huge upgrade um, in the wide receiver class or, or, you know, in the rookie draft this year. They they really didn't. They went and got another wide receiver who um, whose name currently escapes me. I'll check that right now. But they uh they didn't they went Jameson Crowder sorry um who I'm not I'm not excited about Jameson Crowder so I think Gabriel Davis is very clearly the wide receiver too in that offense um and you know if he can pull out four freaking touchdowns at 200 yards again uh that's wide receiver one right there but um 
yeah, Stephon Diggs, he's, he's still in my top 10. So we're going to move on to wide receiver number six. Scotty, your former bro, the cheetah himself. Yeti has labeled him as Tyreek the Woman Beater Hill. Um, <laughs> what do you think about that? First of all, domestic violence is not funny. I should not have laughed. So Shame how on dare you. you put me in that trap? Lawyer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is that, so side note, uh, I started a new job relatively recently, and my boss is also a Chiefs fan. And I've got pretty comfortable with him in a pretty short amount of time where we can kind of joke around. But, man, I have never seen him get so physically angry when I brought up the fact that Tyreek Hill was accused of domestic violence because he is 100% convinced it is a fucking conspiracy theory. Was he there? Well, maybe. He didn't tell me that, but he also (laughs) didn't say he wasn't. But, yeah, he is convinced that he is uh, totally innocent and he is being slandered and all this stuff. And I, Mm. like, normally he's a pretty fun-loving guy, and I was like, oh, shit, all right, I'm not going to bring that up ever again (laughs) because that was very scary. Get your pad of paper (laughs) out and just scratch that one off. Yes, yes. Okay, so Tyreek Hill, he played all 17 games because he is a tank. Uh, He had 296.5 points in PPR, but uh, Yeti expects his production to fall off significantly as he goes from one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL to a below-average quarterback. Tua cannot throw the ball deep as effectively as Mahomes, so the only real way for Tyreek uh, to see relevance is in a Debo type of role. Uh, And he also believes there are way too many mouths to feed on this team, so... He ends by saying he believes that Mahomes made Tyreek relevant. So we'll see if Tyreek ends up being a very good receiver. Um, I'm just going to verify, but based on that, I'm guessing he's not in the top 10, and that is correct. He is not in Yeti's top 10. He is not in mine either. Yeti, well played, sir. I don't have Tyreek Hill in my top 10 for that exact reason. I mean, he had one, arguably the... I mean, you can make an argument for a couple different of these quarterbacks, to be completely honest, but Patrick Mahomes is a talent at quarterback. He is an elite top-tiered quarterback, and he made Tyreek Hill that much better, you know? So I I think that he got a significant downgrade with Tua, um, and I I don't have him on the top 10 for that reason, so I I could not agree more. Um, Number five, another one of your wide receivers, Scotty. You had two wide receivers last year in your team would have been, that were... Would have been three if Calvin Ridley stayed. <laughs> I would have had three top ten wide receivers on that team. I'm sorry. It was a I'm perfect sorry. draft. That's all I got to say. I'm, I'm happy with the draft. It, you had a great draft. And you drafted you. the fifth best wide receiver in the class. Rookie wide receiver for the Bengals, Jamar Chase. Uh, yes, and Jamar Chase also played all 17 games. Uh, he finished with a whopping 304.6 points in PPR League's complete uh, a complete wide receiver who led the league in deep ball touchdowns with eight as a rookie. Uh, wow. He's a smaller target share uh, than what Yeti thinks he should from a wide receiver one, but obviously uh, he's on an explosive offense that only got better in the offseason. And just to add to that, um, that was one thing that always made me nervous with Jamar Chase because he didn't really get the ball a ton. It's just he was always good for like a 70-yard touchdown. Um, so in the games where that didn't happen, he actually didn't do a lot, but luckily it happened a, a shitload of times. Uh, so he ended up still being obviously great. Um, so the fact that uh, Zach Taylor tried to get the ball in his hands through sweeps and screens, well, oh, he loves the fact that Zach Taylor tried to get the ball in his hands through sweeps and screens as well. So he loves Jamar Chase. He will indeed be included in the top 10. 
If you don't have Jamar Chase in your top 10, you're not playing the game right. Uh, I also have him very obviously in my top 10. I remember there were so many times where you and I would be sitting on the couch right before kickoff and you'd be like, do I start Jamar Chase this week or do I start this person? Because, yeah, it 100% was like, man, his he wasn't seeing a huge target share, but every time he got the ball, it, he he made something happen well, with it. And, and for the record, we had those conversations early on in the season yes, before yeah, he yeah. was solidified as who he is now. But, 100%. yes, yeah, it was very nerve-wracking because he was just sitting on my bench as this wide receiver I drafted in the 12th round just scoring you know 30 points a game, and I didn't know what to do about it. Uh, because he only was getting like four targets a game, and it was very scary. Yes, and then, yeah, you were, uh, yes. As the season progressed, it was very clearly Jamar Chase is in your starting lineup. Uh, we're going to move on to wide receiver number four, Justin Jefferson with the Vikings. Good old JJ. Yes, JJ. So he also played all 17 games. I think we're seeing a trend here. Uh, when your players don't get injured, they put up more points. <laughs> uh, so just keep that in mind, Hard to believe. Brainiacs. Yeah, that's some hard-hitting analysis from me. Uh, But anyway, played all 17 games. He scored a whopping 330.4 points, uh, which is uh, 26 more points uh, than Jamar Chase. So that's quite a bit. Uh, One of the best wide receivers in the league who will be featured heavily in a new offense. Uh, The new Minnesota coach is the old Rams offensive coordinator who loves to air it out. So it's good news for a guy who already dominated 30.4% of the target share last season fourth most targets in the league with 167 second most receiving yards and second most end zone targets he is graded as the best wide receiver against man coverage last season so based on all that i'm guessing he is in the top 10 and uh yes yes he is yeah and i i i have him very much the same um i i do think that uh he is one of the best wide receivers in the game right now and uh he he will crack my top 10 for sure i do just want to take a second here before we move on and maybe give a little a little sprinkle of advice to fantasy football players in dynasty right now adam thielen is somebody that is so cheap to buy right now and he's not going to be in the league for very very much longer he's 31 years old he had some health issues this year but if you're looking for a wide receiver to make a bang that you can buy super cheap um this upcoming year adam thielen might be the guy so I just I, I want <clears throat> to sprinkle that in there. Somebody that you probably don't have to spend a shit ton to get because I, I own him in one of my leagues. And uh, to be honest, I'm not even interested in trading him because I'm not going to get much in return. Um, but maybe somebody out there is. And I, I want to point that out because he was injured for a large majority of last year. He only played in – I'm pulling it up here right now. He was in and out of games with injury. But when he was on the field – he was seeing his bare minimum target share. He was getting seven targets a game with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is only going to be there one more year, so don't bank on it in the long term. And like I said, his health is a slight issue. Um, but with a new offensive coordinator and Adam Thielen coming back healthy, I do just want to point that out. It might not be a bad idea to maybe kind of target him as a buy low um, if you're looking kind of in a win now situation for a wide receiver too with some upside. So just want to point that out. Uh, number three, we're going to move on here. <clears throat> number three, wide receiver, running back, quarterback, cornerback, safety. He does it all. Debo Samuel, wide receiver for the 49ers. Yes, Debo Samuel, one of the scariest men in football uh, next to Sam Darnold. And I, we know how much you love Sam Darnold's body. We probably got a lot of new listeners since that conversation happened, so that was probably very confusing <laughs> to them. Yeah. Uh, but Hunter loves Sam Darnold's body is the uh, bottom line. He's a scary big uh, man. 
Yeah. And I'll, yeah. I'm faithful. And I'm also <laughs> respectful of yeah, his body. As you should be. Yeah. All right, so Debo Samuel only missed one game with a groin injury, finished with 339 points. He was obviously utilized as a gadget type of wide receiver with 59 rushes, 365 rushing yards, and eight rushing TDs on top of his 28.1% target share. 121 targets last season with the same wide receivers this year. The question mark, obviously, is Trey Lance and uh, Debo's desire to be used in the running game, as you've mentioned before. Um, he doesn't get bonuses for running the ball. He gets bonuses for catching oh, the ball. So that's right. interesting to see how that's going to turn out. Um, this is interesting to me because I think you're going to disagree, but Debo Samuel does appear in the top 10. Oh, no, he's in my top 10 too. Okay. Um, I, you <clears> just no. kind of talk shit on him a little. I mean, not talking shit, do, but you've shown skepticism. I do, and I do feel slight skepticism. I really do. Um, but there's you can't argue with what he is as a talent. And, and while I want to argue the fact that I... I'm skeptical of him because I am. I also I do respect what he is as a as an athlete, and he is a an extremely effective athlete at what he does, um, which is everything. You know, like like you had just stated, he he ran the ball, he caught the ball, um, he did it all for that team. And I do have worries with Trey Lance coming in there, but um, as we've stated on previous episodes, you get the you get the ball in your playmaker's hands, and that is what Debo Samuel is. So I, I do have him in my top 10. We'll explore the, uh, our top 10 list here after we finish the rankings from last year um, and kind of give our thoughts as to where they're going to they're gonna rank this year. So wide receiver number two, Devontae Adams, wide receiver formerly for the Green Bay Packers. Yes, and Devontae Adams uh, only missed one game because of COVID uh, that he likely caught from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, uh, he's bastard. a dirty son of a bitch. Uh, but Devontae <laughs> Adams had 344.3 points. Obviously, no need to dig into last season's numbers because he is a Raider. So what does this mean? Derek Carr is no Aaron Rodgers, but Adams is by far the most complete wide receiver in the game and has been for years. So he's the guy you look to uh, you, you look to get the ball in his hands. You let him go to work. Waller and Renfro will demand target shares, but there are 165 targets available uh, with the departure of Ruggs, Zay Jones, and Brian Edwards. So Adams will still produce top five wide receiver numbers. Okay. That is interesting. I uh, I don't have him in my uh, – yeah, I do. I have him in my top five. Um, we'll, we'll discuss that here in a moment. Uh, but moving on to the, the, the number one, the top finisher, the triple crown wide receiver – Accompanying Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, wide receiver for the Rams. Uh, yes, Cooper Cup is awesome because he's got a very thin, puby beard like myself, and I respect that about him. Uh, he also played 17, all 17 games. He finished with 439 points. That's almost 100 more points than the second-place wide receiver, Devontae Adams, which is crazy. So he led the league in targets, he led the league in receptions, and in yards, and in touchdowns. So he dominated the Rams' touches with 32.3% of the target share and 1,145 more yards than the next-best Rams wide receiver. He also led the league in yards after the catch with 846. So obviously he is due for some touchdown regression. You and I have talked about this before with Jamar Mm -hmm. Chase as well as with Cooper Cup. Uh, and he, uh, uh, but he'll still be a top wide receiver with half the touchdowns. So he and Stafford have a clear connection, and uh, Yeti continues them to be successful or continue. Hold on, 
yet he expects them to continue to be successful in 2022. Uh, Cup is still the man, is what he kind of ends with here, and there's no need to debate it. So yes, he will still be in the top 10, of course. Yeah, I, I have him in my top 10 for sure. Um, there's something to be said about Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup eating breakfast together every morning. Um, that's how you build not a bond, but a true passionate sexual love for each other. That's pretty creepy. Like (laughs) I am close with a lot of people and I do like, especially first thing in the morning. Like I could, I I see the people I work with every single day. That's true. But like, I don't want to wake up, be sitting there in my, in my fruit of the loom boxers and my Hanes t-shirt eating cereal with Cooper cup every single day. That'd be very weird. That's your job though. You show up, they feed you for free at the facility you're there to work on your physique as well as work on your game and your strategy. It worked for them because they're obviously I, won a Super that. Bowl. So if you, that's what it takes to win a Super Bowl, I guarantee you they're going to be quarterbacks and wide receiver ones eating breakfast together every day morning. Um, but I don't think they're going to have the success that Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford had. They were an inseparable bond, and he, uh, he finished as wide receiver one for a reason. So let's go ahead and start with our list. I will start with my number one wide receiver, and then you start with yours and or Yetis. I don't know if you have your own list or if you're just going to use Yetis here. I don't. Um, I was actually tempted to just use all of Yeti's information and claim it as my own because he is much smarter than <laughs> I am, and so that would have been pretty funny, but I didn't do that. Here's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, you would have been lawyered. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you can reject this idea, but what I'm thinking is I'm just going to give Yeti's top 10 from 10 to 1, and then you can kind of dissect it as you give your own, if that works better for you. Do you want to that start from 10 and go down? It's your show. Yeah, 10, 10 and go up again. Okay. Lawyered. That's fine. <laughs> All right, here <laughs> okay, we go. Go ahead. So Yeti's top 10 starting from number 10. He is torn between Higgins and Pittman. His number 9 is C.D. Lamb. His number 8, he is torn between Keenan and Mike Williams. Number 7, Debo Samuel. Number 6, Mike Evans. Number five, Devontae Adams. Number four, Stefan Diggs. Number three, Jamar Chase. Number two, Cooper Cup. And number one, Justin Jefferson. We're close on a lot of these. Um, and I, I didn't memorize all of the numbers in which they go. So I'm going to give my list and you tell me if it corresponds with his. Um, who I have on my number 10 list, begrudgingly, is C.D. Lamb. Um, it, there's just... This is a shit or get off the pot year for CD Lamb, um, and I it's kind of he's tough for me to rank because I I haven't seen what I would hope from him, but um, all signs indicate that he is going to be the number one guy in that offense. My worry is is he able to perform as a number one wide receiver? You know, and and there's uh, Amari Cooper's gone, Michael Gallup's getting older, but he also commands a target share, and that team is getting older. They're going to be relying on some of their receivers to get the ball down the field, and and I do have C.D. Lamb at number 10, but you could convince me pretty easily to push him out of that. Um, <clears throat> moving on to number eight, I am torn here between either Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy. Um, I, I do think that one of those two is going to crack the top 10 this year. Uh, with Russell Wilson there um, and healthy, that team is going to be an extremely fun team to watch. The The key component they were missing was a quarterback, and they went and got one of the most elite quarterbacks in the system. Um, I think one of those two is going to crack the top ten. I just don't know which one, so I kind of have them as a slash and, and flip a coin on that. 
Wide receiver number seven on my list is Michael Pittman. They uh, they is in the Colts. Went and um, they I don't know how they did it, but they talked the Commanders into taking Carson Wentz off their feet um, or off their plate, and they went and got Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan is uh, he's a good quarterback. I'm not going to say he's great right now, um, but he he's been in the in the NFL for a very long time. He's a veteran. He knows what he's doing, and he is going to be as I've said before a game script manager for this team. It's going to be the John Taylor show. Right, but they're going to be feeding John Taylor the ball. He's going to be their go-to guy. However, they're going to have to throw the ball, and they got a huge upgrade with Matt Ryan there versus Carson Wentz as far as throwing the ball is concerned. And Michael Pittman is that wide receiver one in that offense. I do think he finishes in the top ten, and I have him ranked at number seven. Number six, and I know Yeti has Mike Evans ranked at number six. I do too. I, I think Mike Evans is especially with the departure of Chris Godwin until he gets fully healed. That is a huge upgrade for Mike Evans. The first six weeks, they're without one of their key star wide receivers. And so that leaves Mike Evans and Russell Gage. And Mike Evans is going to be fed. So I I think he finishes at number six. Number five, I have Stephon Diggs. I don't know. Does Yeti have Stephon Diggs? Where's he at? He's got him at number four. Okay. Um, I have him at number five. Um, Wait a minute. Do I? Ten, nine, eight, seven... (laughs) You didn't number them. Oh, no. I was going from 11. So I have Stephon Diggs at number six. I didn't realize I had 11 people on this list. Um, Stephon Diggs, I have ranked at number six. Um, He is a talented wide receiver. He's got Josh Allen there. He's going to finish in the top 10 for sure. Like I stated earlier, Gabriel Davis is kind of an interesting play for me. I don't know how he's going to get utilized, if he's going to be even more involved um, this upcoming year than he was last year. All signs point towards yes. They went and got Jamison Crowder. But they also have James Cook there now, too. And that's something that I, I am very interested to see how that develops. Because if James Cook is any sort of runner like his brother Dalvin Cook, they're going to have a really complete offense. And And so are they going to be running the ball a little bit more? I think that if Cook is what they need him to be, they should be. But Josh Allen also runs the ball himself. So they've done some things to make me think that Stephon Diggs will still be incredibly relevant. Um, But I have him at number six on my list. Number five, I have Devontae Adams. It is tough with him uh, leaving Green Bay because he was hyper-targeted by Aaron Rodgers. He was Aaron Rodgers' go-to target. And uh, he doesn't have that anymore. So he's going to the Raiders, um, and they have a couple more weapons, and it's it's kind of unproven as far as w- how they're going to utilize him. He's still going to be heavily involved, I do believe. I just have him dropping slightly from where he finished last year due to the fact that he's at a new team, and he won't be hyper, hyper-targeted like he was. Number four, I have Debo Samuel. I do have concerns about Trey Lance. I, I do, um, as far as him being a rookie. There's, there's a lot of, of question marks there, and that's why I think Debo gets dropped a, l- a little bit here. But like I stated earlier, he is somebody who – he's a playmaker. He, you want to get the ball in your playmaker's hands, and Debo is that guy. So he is still going to be a bell cow player. Hopefully, as far as he's hoping, he's not going to be running the ball as much. But they're, they're going to be getting him the ball, get the ball in the playmaker's hands, and that is what Debo Samuel is. So got him at number four. <clears throat> Number three, I have Jamar Chase. I I am excited for this young player to come out and ball. He proved himself as a rookie to be one of the elite. Um, 
And a lot of people know that, but I, I think he's talented enough to support himself as, as wide receiver uh, three on this list. This is tough for me because I do think Cooper Cup is going to take a regression, but I do still have Cooper Cup at number one this year. You take away a lot of his touchdowns, and he is he, he by and large, finished the wide receiver one uh, out of anyone on this list. And I do think he's going to have a regression this year, but I, I think there's still an argument to be made that he finishes as the number one wide receiver this upcoming year. Um so I have him at number one, and at number two, I have Justin Jefferson. So Justin Jefferson is elite. He is everything that you need out of a wide receiver. This year, I'm excited for him. I'm interested to see his situation next year because I do believe that Kirk Cousins isn't going to be around. And what 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 do they do at quarterback? That's what I'm curious to know is his longevity. Um, because as I've stated, you have to be cognizant of the quarterback situation. So... That is my top 10 list. My honorable mentions, I have Tyreek Hill, of course. Um, he did get a downgrade at, at quarterback there. So, And and they also have Jalen Waddle, you know. So they have a lot of other weapons around them. Um, they've got Mike Gesicki was tagged. They have Chase Edmonds. They've got a, a whole cast of, of people there. And um, I think Tyreek Hill is going to be one of those guys who's a deep threat guy, like he always is. But the question at hand is, can Tua get the ball in his hands? So... Um, they upgraded their O-line a little bit, but I just I, I can't see Tyreek Hill cracking the top 10, so he's on my honorable mentions. I do have T. Higgins and Jalen Waddle both on my honorable mentions, and I have Drake London on my honorable mentions, rookie uh, quarterback for the Falcons. Somebody for that team is going to have to make plays, and I think there's an argument there that Drake London could be that guy. Um, I'm concerned about his quarterback play, of course, but somebody's going to have to do something there, and I think Drake London's their best shot, so I did just want to put him on my honorable mentions list. That's a hot take. I like it. Um, it seems like the biggest differences, which aren't very big at all, the lists are actually very, very similar. Um, you know, Yeti having Debo at number seven and you having Debo at number four is the biggest difference. Um, and then the second biggest difference here is uh, he's got Stefan Diggs at four and you've got him at six. Um, so I know not it's kind of kind of uh, uh, splitting hairs with that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the D- the Debo one is pretty interesting to me. Um, and it really is almost entirely up to speculation because we don't know. We don't even know for sure what this quarterback situation is going to look like. And assuming that uh, that Trey Lance is going to get the get the go ahead. Um, you don't know how they're going to mesh, uh, how that offense is going to look with a more mobile sure. quarterback. Um, so it's it's very interesting. And it certainly has potential to, to land at both spots or neither, but uh, but that's the most interesting take, I think, between you two. Debo's a hard one for me, and he's a hard one because I know I've seen what he's capable of doing. Um, I do believe that, that um, Trey Lance is going to be their starting quarterback. I, I think that... I firmly do believe he is going to start for them this year. Um, but like you said, you know, it, it's difficult to – are they going to mesh well? I, I I don't know that answer. But I, I do know that Debo Samuel is a playmaker, and they're going to do everything they can to get the, their ball in their playmaker's hands. So I think he's going to be even more heavily relied upon this year. Uh, George Kittle needs to stay healthy. They have Brandon Ayuk, so they have other weapons around there as well. Um, so it's not just the Debo Samuel show, which I think – by and large, helps Debo Samuel. I think that helps his case to be able to get him the ball because he doesn't have to get the ball every single play. He doesn't have to be fed the ball, but when he does, he makes plays. And so he's he was a he was the 
one of the harder ones for me to determine because as you know, I am slightly skeptical about Debo, but I can't argue with the talent that he is. So it's difficult, but yeah, I would have thought you had him lower on your list. Um, but I suppose it is your call to make. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's it. it. That's, that's, that's all, all we got. the rankings. So, okay. Well, then we are going to move on to our bringing it question. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. <laughs> My voice like you, cracked. You want to run it back? Day. Try it again. No, no, I was just no. I, okay. I'll I'll try again next week. All right, all right. First question comes from Matt Burnham, O five, with a great name. He is in a dynasty superflex league. Are you taking Claypool, Jay Ross, and a twenty twenty three fourth, or Sutton and a twenty twenty three third? I think I'm going to take Sutton and the twenty twenty three third on this one. Um, Claypool, I I like Claypool as a player. He's a wide receiver, too, um, with wide receiver one kind of upside, and there is a lot of skepticism about um, him or Deontay Johnson leaving after this year because I believe both their contracts are up, and I only I think that the Steelers will keep one of them and let the other go. I'm concerned, though, because I don't know what the quarterback is there. I don't know who it's going to be. I'm not really con- – Cortland Sutton's just exciting to me. He He's somebody I, – I want a piece of that Denver offense, and like I stated earlier, I think that Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy is going to be – a, a top tier guy. I think a lot of people are saying it's Sutton, but it could be Jerry Judy. It, it, it could go either way. Uh, give me Sutton in that 2023 third. Alright, next question comes from OMG, it's Captain Chunk, making another <laughs> appearance with a great name. He is in a 10-team, half-point PPR, non-superflex league. Are you taking Waddle and a 2023 second, or Swift? Scotty, tell him what I'm going to do. You're going to take Jalen Waddle because you love him. I do love Jalen Waddle, and I'm going to take Jalen Waddle in the 2023 second. The class next year is pretty exciting, um, and I like Jalen Waddle, man. DeAndre Swift, he, I think he's a great running back. Don't get me wrong, uh, but he got injured last year. Maybe he'll do it again. I don't know. I hope not because uh, we don't root for injuries here, but Jalen Waddle, you can't argue with the guy as far as what he is talent-wise, and I do believe that with the addition of Tyreek Hill, that also does benefit Jalen Waddle. By and large, the fact that what I just stated earlier, Tyreek Hill is going to run off some defenses, and that leaves you your under routes open, and that's what Jalen Waddle is. He's a slot guy. So he's going to be getting the the ball in the slot. He is He's a great wide receiver, and we'll do that for years to come. So give me Jalen Waddle. All right, next question comes from Cheeseman2023. He is in a 12-team com- – oh, okay, hold on. He is a competing team in a 12-team league. Who would you rather have, T. Higgins or Tyreek Hill? This is tough for a competing team right now. Because what do you do, right? Is I know we just went over all my receiver list, and I, I had both Hill and Higgins in my honorable mentions list, and I – I have trouble ranking them as far as where I think they're going to land this year. I think T. Higgins very clearly has the better quarterback. But well, yeah, I know the, thing, the, the thing is, is that there's so much speculation for Tyreek Hill. You don't you don't know if he's going to look like the Tyreek Hill that we saw last year or if he's going to be an entirely new player. T. Higgins, there's no doubt about it that T. Higgins is going to get a good target share, especially considering what we've discussed. Um, you know, Keep in mind, Jamar Chase had a relatively few targets despite his great performance this last season. Um, and on top of that, we're going to have defenses keying on him, as we've said time and time again, which could potentially mean fewer targets. Um, somebody's got to take up those targets. And I think T. Higgins is a great option. 
Um, I think personally, I'm leaning T. Higgins on this one with the hope that Tyreek Hill proves me wrong because I'd love to see him come out and kick ass. I think I agree with you there. I think I would take T. Higgins as well. I think he's the safer play at this moment. Um, and, you know, we could look like fools and Tyreek Hill could come out balling. But right now it's just a lot of unknown and we have a bit more proven with T. Higgins. Not only that, but with this being a dynasty league, you get you know you're, you have Higgins for years to come. And Hill, he's getting a little bit older. You know, and and um, as you stated on last episode, as you get older, you, your body tends to slow down. Now, am I not saying that Tyreek Hill is still super fast? No, because he is. But uh, Higgins is younger. He's on a, a much more secure offense, and I would agree with you. Yeah, I'm basically a sports scientist. I know that when you get old, you get slower. That that's the analysis that people are the, that our brainiacs need. So, oh, believe me, I know. They send me DMs asking for my sports science regularly. <laughs> All right, next question comes from Sports Hunks, plural. Are multiple people using this account? I don't know. Maybe they have split personality disorder. That's been all the rage recently. Um, Anyway, all of the Sports Hunks ask... Did you learn that in your sports science? Yes. Yes, I did. Gotcha. Um, They are in a dynasty PPR one quarterback league. Are you taking Calvin Ridley or Adam Thielen? I'm taking Adam Thielen. I don't even know if Calvin really is going to be on the dang field after this year. I think he there's a chance he would be, but he got the case of the sads uh, last year, um, and then he can't play this year because he decided while he was sad he would bet on NFL football. So pretty boneheaded move on his part. Adam Thielen is not going to be in the league a whole hell of a lot longer himself, but I do believe that Adam Thielen does hold some value this year. Um, he, like I said earlier, he's somebody who's a buy low, um, cause he's super cheap, but he could provide a lot of upside this year. So I'm taking the proven. I don't, I, I hope Calvin really comes back. I think there's a chance that he does, but I, I think I'd rather take Ridley or, uh, Thielen on this. Yeah. I honestly think, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but it depends on where your team's at because obviously Calvin Ridley has the higher upside. Uh, he's sure. obviously a great, a great player when he's on the field. The question, of course, is will he ever come back onto the field? And when he shows up onto the field, is he going to have an emotional breakdown and then leave again? Who knows? Um, But if he is on the field, he is going to be obviously the better option here. Uh, Adam Thielen is fine, but, you know, how long is he going to be there? What's he going to actually do? Um, So it just depends. If you already feel comfortable with your wide receivers on your team and you're not, you're probably going to have Adam Thielen sitting on your bench. Um, then yeah, I'd probably recommend taking the risk on Calvin Ridley. But if you need someone to perform right now, <clears throat> Adam Thielen's going to be the better option, obviously being you know available to play this year, and then obviously being a proven wide receiver. Yeah, and, and I don't hate that take, but I do I, I do want to point out that Calvin Ridley, by the time he will see the field again, he'll be 28 years old, and he wouldn't have seen the the last time he saw the field. He was 26. So that. That's two years removed from the NFL, and that's, you know, he's he wouldn't be getting any younger at that point either. And I do think that um, even if he does come back, I, I don't think we'll see the same Calvin Ridley that we saw when he left. So uh, it's 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 a little risky, um, but I, I I still, I'm, I'm taking Thielen on this, I think. Yeah, like I said, it just depends on how much Thielen means to your team right now. Um, if he's going to be riding your bench all year, then there's no real reason not to take the upside. Mm-hmm. Um so it just kind of depends on if he's something that you absolutely need or you're going to be using all the time right now. And the other thing to note about Calvin Ridley, that's a very good point. And I think it takes a certain amount of discipline to you know not be 
not be on the field for two years and come back and, you know, spend or spend that time staying in shape, doing your workouts, running routes, staying, you know, working with the team, whatever you got to do. And uh, Calvin Ridley has pretty much definitively proved that he's not capable of that kind of maturity. Um, So it's hard to have faith in that. But anyway, this isn't the Calvin Ridley show. Thank God. Next question (laughs) comes from AA wrong. One, two, Oh four. Would you trade either of these packages for cup and Taylor? Wow. Um, number one package, Waddle, Javante Williams, Michael Pittman. Number two, Waddle, Javante Williams, Devontae Smith, and the 2024 first. Would you trade either of those? No, I don't think so. I, if I were to do it, I would choose option number one with Waddle, Javante Williams, and Michael Pittman. Um, I do believe Michael Pittman is a top 10 wide receiver this year. And I do believe that Waddle is going to crack the top 15. Javante Williams is a great running back, but, and I do think he will have good success in the NFL, but with the addition of Melvin Gordon coming back to the Broncos, that definitely hurt his fantasy value uh, because Melvin Gordon came back to the Broncos. So it's, it's, this is tough. I, if I were to take any, it would be that one. Um, I'm not necessarily excited about Devontae. I mean, I, I like Devontae Smith as a wide receiver, um, but the Eagles are uh, really, they, in the past, they've been a run-heavy offense, and they went and got A.J. Brown now, which I think will help Devontae Smith as far as if they actually throw the damn ball. Um, defense is going to be keying off A.J. Brown, so I think that opens up Devontae Smith, but I, I'm just not really interested in, in playing that gamble. Uh, but it's, it's Cooper Cup and John Taylor. It's the top running back and the top wide receiver. I don't think I could give both those guys up at the same time. You're getting youth with the other side. Um, I'd maybe look at moving like Cup and try and get, you know, Cup for uh, Javante and Michael Pittman or something like that. If you could do something like that, I, I wouldn't hate it. Um, but John Taylor right now, I, I'm i not interested in selling personally. And selling both those guys is just too tough of a pill to swallow. So I don't think I'm going to do it. Yeah, well, I think... Unless I'm reading it wrong, I think he he is in the position of owning Waddle, Javante Williams, and Michael Pittman trying to obtain Cup and Taylor. Would you trade these packages for those two? I think is kind of where he's coming oh. from. And that's – well, even what you said still applies though because I would be surprised if someone is willing to sell them both. Like, And, and I could see – you know, if someone feels pretty confident uh, in in where they're at selling Cup to get some good pieces. Um, but even that right now uh, – with those two, like you are, unless the rest of your team is utter garbage, you are in a very good position to uh, to compete for a championship. So sure. um, I'm surprised that person is even offering those two as options. Yeah, and it, it, if you were the person who was trying to purchase them, go with option number two <laughs> and try and do that first. Uh, I just I, I don't see a world in which you get rid of both those guys, regardless if you're trying to buy them or I I, I wouldn't sell them so. Not both yeah. of them, anyway. All right, next question comes from B. Woodboy. He is in a 12-team, one-quarterback, tight-end premium league. He's trying to get rid of MT. Remind me of who that would be. That would be Michael Thomas. Thank you. Okay, trying to get rid of Michael Thomas. Should he trade him for Jerry Judy and a 2023 second? Yes. I would. I, I like the upside that Jerry Judy uh, provides. He could end up being an elite wide receiver in that offense. It's him or Cortland Sutton, like I said. So I would take that. Michael Thomas, I'm kind of scared of Michael Thomas this year. Um, 
you know, the last time he was on the field, I think it was like two years ago. He had a different quarterback. Now he's got Jameis, um, who is not as good of a thrower as Drew Brees is. And he also has a lot of competition. He's got Chris Olave and 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 um, Jarvis Landry. So, And then Alvin Kamara is also going to be getting fed the ball through the air and on, on the ground. So I just don't see a world in which Michael Thomas will ever crack a, a, a top top 15. I just I, – I don't. Uh, I'm taking Judy in that 2023 second. I think that's a yes, good, that's a good buy on if you can get rid of Michael Thomas for that. Certainly the higher upside and and Judy. I don't know. I I am real excited about that offense this year. Um, Me too. And there's there. I I found that you and I are more optimistic than most people are about the uh, the prospects of that op- offense um, because people are are scared of the unknown. But uh, but man, I really hope that Broncos team puts some shit together and and makes a run because I think it is a very exciting group of guys. They're in the same conference as the Chiefs, though. They're a division. Um, yes, that's true, and uh, I hope for their success so long as it doesn't inhibit my ability to celebrate a Super Bowl. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, okay. Last question, and I've been I've been wrestling with how I want to try and pronounce this name for a while now. And I think we've had a question from him before, and I don't remember how I pronounced it last time. But I'm going to go with the funnier option, which is Doak 561. I think also Uh, after you said that last time, you said D-Oak 561. Yeah, that was one of the options. I I was going to say Doak, D-Oak, or Duak. I like Duak. No, it's Doak. All right, right. Doke561 says he is in a 10-team Superflex PPR six-point touchdown league. Are you taking Kirk Cousins and a 103 or Dak Prescott? I'd really like to see what the rest of your team is, and I think that's how I would answer this question. In a Superflex league, Dak Prescott is he's the better candidate. Um, and I think, you know, like I've stated, I don't know how much longer Kirk Cousins is going to be in the league. He signed a one-year contract with the Vikings. After that, what happens to him? Um, does he go to a different team? Does he become a backup? Does he retire? Those are those are the three options, right? Um, but all signs at this point indicate that he's not going to be around a whole hell of a lot longer. So who else do you have at quarterback? In a super flex league, I would hope you have two quarterbacks, bare minimum. Um, but with a 10-team, you could even have three. So what is your, what is your supporting cast look like? Do you have other... Uh, quarterbacks around you because I would take Kirk Cousins in the 103 if you have enough depth at the quarterback position to um to push forward. If you don't, I would I would probably take Dak Prescott. Uh yeah, I think I agree with that. So, it's it, I mean it could go either way. Like I said, I I would want to see the rest of the team before I I decide wholeheartedly cuz I think the team really makes a huge difference as far as what you have, as far as a supporting cast to determine the rest of that answer. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up because as the true broadcast professional, I am, I have to tinkle. Okay. Well then we will finish up right now. (laughs) If this is your first time here at leather brains, you are officially a brainiac and we appreciate you tuning in. Do us a favor and just click the follow button. Just do it. It's not that hard. It takes five seconds, and uh, and it means the world to us. Hit the five stars, too, or any star. You rate us whatever you want, to be honest with you. Just give us a rating, preferably five stars, um, and only five stars. But if not, just, just do something. Hit follow. While you're hitting follow, get your phones out. Get on Twitter and follow us at LeatherBrains with the Z. We got a good community over there. It's a good time. We joke around. We always ask about, you know, 
propose fantasy football questions and interact with the community we got over there. It's a good time. So uh, join the Brainiacs over there. Is that it, Scotty? Did I, did I nail it all? Uh, dear God, I hope so. All right. Well, then let's get you out of here so you can go pee. We are. Ah.